You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Juice, baby. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. I'm Jamie Arrington. He's Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations, and let me do this real quick. I don't know if you could hear that, but I was just popping the top in celebration of all the listens that we had last week. Oh, man. Ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, The most listened to episode of To The Top Talk of all time, which is great. Yeah, and it probably could have couldn't have been like I I, I don't want to say we just we uh, were really unprepared, but it was pretty much off the cuff, and um, I think it's something that a lot of people wanted to hear, and I hope that we, you know, maybe in some way had the voice of those people um, by the amount of activity that happened on my Twitter feed this week. I think that a lot of people listened to it, <laughs> and. Um, and it was good, man. It was it was good back and forth the whole way. And you know, at the end of the day, everybody wants what's best, right? And um, and then and that brings us to uh, probably what the bulk of this episode is going to be about today is uh, trying to figure out what's best. If this is your first time listening, we're here to give you a break from all of the high resource five propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden. Eagles. Real quick before we get to all the content, I got a big comedy show coming up. It's on December the 29th. That's a Saturday. That's the Saturday right before New Year's. Sean Patton, if you haven't seen him, one of the best. He's been here five times already. Uh, he's a New Orleans native. You may have seen him. He was the co-host of Esquire's Best Bars in America. He had a half hour special on Comedy Central. He's been on Conan. Uh, it, very, very extremely talented, funny man. Look him up. Make sure he's your speed before you come out to that. That's going to be at 8 p.m. Tickets are $12 in advance. They're available right now at HattiesburgLiveMusic.com, or you can get them for $15 at the door. So as we alluded to, and if you keep up with Southern Miss at all, you're probably aware of this. We talked about it on last week's show. We kind of talked about it the week before that. We weren't sure what the timetable was going to be, but Southern Miss Director of Athletics, John Gilbert, named the new athletic director at East Carolina University. One thing we have to correct, I thought that there might be an interim period. There is not. He is leaving effective immediately. So he is gone. He he came here. He did what he was paid to do. He's moving on. He moved on way too quick, almost in a almost a disrespectful time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard you say that today on Bo Bounds' show. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, shout out to Bo. If you guys want to check that out, it's up on iTunes. Yeah, good job by you, by the way. Appreciate it, man. Um, but no, I mean, you kind of hit it on the head. It's it just it's so quick, wasn't it? I mean, it's uh, we started first started hearing rumblings, you know, a couple weeks ago, and um, and here we are. <laughs> so um, that was super quick. But like you said, there's really no reason to dwell on what he did. We I I, I like what he did. I th- he came in, he did some work, and he left way too quick. But um, not positive he was the right fit anyway, even though he did a lot of good work. So hopefully with this next hire, we can we can get the full package. Absolutely. And, you know, I liked the guy. I liked, you know, where his mind was at, what he wanted to do. But there was there was a big deficiency in as it relates to fans and the fan base and just being in communication with the fans. It was very awkward. I mean, he would send out these emails that I kind of looked over uh, when they when he sent them. They would just be weird. There'd be weird context to them. Yeah, I, I, I would get done reading it and I would say, the hell did I just read? Yeah. I have to go back and do it again. And talking about communicating with the people, <laughs> the uh, interim d- director, I don't know if you saw what he tweeted out today, but Jeff Mitchell, he came out guns a-blazing. I mean, how hard is this to do, honestly? I'm going to read you a tweet. This is from Jeff Mitchell. Hey, at USM Golden Eagle fans, wear the black and gold with pride. Your support makes a difference in the lives of student-athletes. Come cheer them on. I look forward to visiting with you at the games and in the community. It's time to work. Hashtag to the top. How tough was that? <laughs> Right. You know, throw me a bone. We talked we talked about on the show. I mean, if you go back and listen to what he's done, which I don't think anybody cares at this point. I don't care at this point. But if you, you know, you listen to the things you can listen to the times he was on the show. He definitely had things going on. But as far as relaying it to the fan base, as far as, you know, making the fan base and the donors feel included, 
it was it was a lot to be left desired uh, in his tenure. So effective immediately, he's gone. We'll probably riff on him for Twitter on Twitter for a while because he. I think like, did you see the picture of him with like the hook finger? Like I guess that's the East Carolina. That's their like, gang like sign. A, a hook for like a a pirate, a, pe- a peg leg pirate type of hook on the hand type of deal. Yeah, it's just like it's the it's the index finger kind of in a hook. It I looked, got a finger. <laughs> it looked like I had ET phone home, but uh, <laughs> that's right. Paul, that great. Paul, uh, um, Appian, the golfer. He's he had the one the claw, like not Jim Carrey, but from Liar Liar, the other guy that was like, oh, that's the claw, and he oh, had yeah. that one finger. He tweeted that out. I mean, <laughs> you know, John's John's I'm just crushing awkward. your head. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> John's an awkward guy, but I mean, he was loved by the, he was loved by the student athletes. I think he legitimately cared, but very disrespectful to leave within two years. So, uh, God bless him, but we're moving on. And like I said, I, I'm not so sure that this is not a good thing. We got mm-hmm. some things taken care of that we needed to be taken care of for a long time, but we need somebody that can move the needle forward. We need somebody that we'll get into what all we think needs to happen with this next athletic director spot, but. We got an email earlier today from the president, Rodney Bennett. And if you have not seen this, I'm sure it's posted on the web somewhere. Uh, If you're an Eagle Club member or an um, alumni association member, you probably got this email. So check your email for this. But I, for one, appreciated this email. I thought there was a lot of good content in it. I'm not going to read it verbatim, but I'll hit you with some of the highlights. All right. So this is kind of how it starts off. It says, I'm writing to Should I read this in a Rodney Bennett voice like a... I couldn't help but do that while I was reading it to like myself. Cleveland or um, Humpty Hump, like a mellowed out Humpty Hump. <laughs> hey, I'm writing to you today to share my initial plans, everybody. <laughs> come, here, come here, are you ticklish? Um, he said, all right, I'm writing today to share my initial plans for selecting a new director of athletics and more importantly to address concerns related to our department of athletics. Like you, I am concerned that we are searching for a new athletics director for the first time, for the third time in recent years. I'm committed to a thorough selection process that will result in a director of athletics who will bring stability to the department as well as consistent and sustained success for many years. Like you, I'm disappointed that the bowl and television executives did not select our football program for participation in a bowl game this year. I do not agree with their decision, but now I'm focused on how to help our football program become increasingly competitive next season. And like you, I'm not satisfied with our current place in the landscape of college athletics. I believe strongly we should be aspirational about our place both within Conference USA and the NCAA. Now, those are the type of things that when you get an email, so if anybody listening is going out for this job, if you're going to send an email out, that's how you start it off. If you're going to be the director of athletics, that's how you do it right there. That thing came across, I don't know about you, um, but when I was reading it, man, it it just, it just, uh, just like the passion and fervor and just uh, everything that kind of embodies what I think USM diehards feel like, he just came out guns a-blazing. And, um, and I love it, man. It makes me like Bennett even more. I love I loved him when we hired him. Um, I, he's always been great whenever I shook his hand. And this kind of thing right right now, I think Southern Miss has rubbed off on that dude. And um, he gets it. So it's, it's great that he's going to have the final say. All right, I'll keep going. He goes on to say that the selection process for the next director of athletics will not be quick. Now, this is just hearsay, so I, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But it's my understanding that we're not going with the search firm like we have the past two times. Good, absolutely. Save that money, and it did not work out. It did not work out. Yeah, save the money. We can put the money towards other things. All right, so. A couple of key points. Three actions are going to be taken. First, he says, I am appointing Jeff Mitchell, current deputy deputy director of athletics, as our interim director of athletics effective immediately. Now, Jeff Mitchell, as you mentioned, already on Twitter, first day on in the interim job, already two tweets like right off the bat. One of them uh, about the student athletes, the other about the fans. So that's mm-hmm. that's what you want to see. Uh, he was at Santa Clara University, uh, also uh, Millsaps. So he's a Mississippian. Good to be home. I've heard nothing but good things about him. I haven't had the chance to meet him just yet. But what this means is usually that the interim director of athletics 
is somebody that's not applying for the current job. So there are other names, some of which we make, we'll get to in a little bit that could be in the mix for the athletic director spot. But if you're wondering, well, this guy's only been here a few months. It's probably because some of these other people are applying for that head athletic director job here at Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. All right. Se- second, it says, I am naming Brian Morrison to the position of interim deputy director of athletics effective immediately. I've known Brian for a long time. Brian probably has as much tenure as anyone on staff. If not, he's pretty doggone close to it. Brian's a guy that I really like. We've had him on the show before. Mm-hmm. Very well-spoken, very likable guy. And, and I think he's done tremendous things in his position. I have no problem with him being the, I don't know what the deputy does, but I think Brian can do it. Yeah. Love me some Brian Morrison, man. Like you said, every time he's come on the show or been at an Eagle club event or whatever, um, I always feel um, a little inadequate around him because he dresses so much better than me, but, uh, but what a, what a good dude. Third, it says I will be visiting several cities in the spring for the purpose of, of hearing from Southern Miss stakeholders about our athletics program. Cities will include Hattiesburg, Gulfport, Jackson, Houston, Nashville, Birmingham, Mobile, and other locations if needed. The dates, times, and specific locations will be announced in the first part of the new year. I look forward to our conversations and the contri- uh, contributions of your ideas. What we learn from this self-evaluation will help determine the timeline for my hire of a permanent director of athletics. So, so I guess what I gather from this is this, you know, it's not going to be a quick process. There's not going to be somebody just thrown in there. He's going to get some feedback from the, uh, from the supporters and see what everybody has to say, kind of weigh that out and, and, and use that to uh, move forward, which I think is a terrific idea. And he's going to go to some of the, some of the, uh, I, I guess the big dogs, you know, what you need to do and get everybody's input. But I, I still uh, I, I suggest everybody that has an opinion worth anything, go ahead and shoot that email off. Um, somebody's going to read it, you know, and I think if it's good enough, it'll make it to him. So everybody need, this, this, is a, this, this is not a time to be silent. This is a time to go ahead and stand up and be heard, even if you think it's not going to matter. It's kind of like voting. Right. A lot of people say I'm not going to go do it because it doesn't matter. Well, it, it, it doesn't hurt. It's like five minutes. Thumb out an email, send it on up to the doctor and um, and just and just, you know, get it out there. Let, let your voice be heard. And and this is the thing about these type of sessions and these emails. Make sure you're being constructive with it. That you, you, nobody wants to hear a bitch fest. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to show up and be like, oh, well, this is how he used to do it. Or I think this is terrible or whatever. You need to have some constructive feedback, some solutions on how to make things better. You know, if you're just sitting there just dogging everything and everybody, we're going to hire a new coach. It's, it's, that's not going to go anywhere. So <laughs> be uh, constructive with your feedback. And, and you don't, I don't even say you have to be positive, but just be constructive with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just let, let them know where you stand and let them know how you feel about, you know, the donation level that you're at with the Eagle Club or, or, or whatever it may be and, and how you, your ideas to move, uh, this forward or that forward or, and, um, I, I promise that it will be met with, you know, at least the attention that it deserves. So that pretty much sums up the bulk of what that email entailed. I'm sure you can find it online somewhere. Hopefully you have it posted at southernmiss.com, but I was really impressed with the email. I was, I knew it had to be coming at some point. I think we kind of anticipated Jeff Mitchell to be the interim director of athletics. So, and last and time also, we had our strength coach. Yeah, right. Well, and just let me add real quick. I thought, I think having Jeff in that role is going to allow us to take our time and do a little bit better with the hire. I mean, does that make sense? Absolutely. I think we got a, I think we got a guy and Brian Morrison right behind him, two of the most respected guys in the building, along with other people. But th- those two guys are the ones we've talked about so far, and and I, th- I think it's in good hands. So I think that he can take he's he he's that affords him the ability to take his time, and and judging by that email, um, he's got a plan on what he is looking for, and it sounds a lot like what me and everybody else that sent me up on Twitter and called my phone and sent me direct messages and me and you talking, it sounds a lot like what we're talking about. So that's, that's really good to hear. Really, really good to hear. 
All right, let's let's kind of brainstorm on this a little bit. In, in no particular order, let's talk a little bit about traits of an ideal athletic director and or advice for the next athletic director. So this is kind of what we think uh, we would like to see out of an athletic director and, and maybe some advice for anybody who's who's going after it. This is kind of what our opinion is of what we think you should be able to bring when you come here at Southern Miss. And some of these things are going to be fluid. I mean, there's going to be – we're not going to get the perfect candidate across the board. If we do, I'll be stunned. But there's probably going to be some give and take in different areas as there are with most any hire you make. But let's start it off. I'm going to start it off with – I think this is something that is is paramount with this new athletic director. When you start thinking about the past few athletic directors we've had, just kind of the energy going around athletics right now, I think we need to have someone who can inject energy into Southern Miss athletics, whether it's in with the fan base, the, the um, potential fans, folks coming out to games, the sports themselves. I think we need someone who can inject some energy into the programs. Got to be high on the list. Um, the and, and, and the bar was set pretty low with this last guy uh, as far as the energy level goes. And, you know, it's almost like not, – not to talk about John anymore, but it's almost like John is like a really, really, really awesome number two. You know, like if you had a figurehead that could provide that energy and have a guy behind the scenes doing all what John did, that's a great guy. So we got halfway there. So um, – but, yeah, the, the passion and the energy has got to be on the top of the list. And, and I think at this point, along with – well – I'll tell you what, my number two on the list behind that, before I get into the rest of them, I think that the next guy, if not Southern Miss ties, at least deep-rooted Mississippi ties, that he knows kind of the Southern Miss situation. I think that has to be fairly high on the list. What do you think? I think that's that would be ideal at the same time. You know, given our situation over the years, sometimes people – that work here or have worked here, they get a little jaded. They get used to not having the money and using that as an excuse. Mm. And, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. You want somebody that has, I guess, is passionate about Southern Miss, but it, it, it most, it, you at least want someone who's loyal. You want somebody, if you're not planning on sticking around for at least six years, there's no reason to even apply for the job. I totally agree that the vision for that five, six, seven year down the road, uh, long-term goal is I, I, maybe that ties into the, to the whole having ties with Mississippi thing. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, uh, is is it's not like I, I I want this guy to be the guy for the rest of my life, but this whole two-year thing that's that's not going to work I, at, at the athletic director position. Because look, you and I before have talked about we don't really care um, if a coach comes in and stays two, three, four years like Tyndall, Munkin, Fedora, just kills it and leaves for a better opportunity. And I kind of started feeling the same way about the athletic director search, but the more I thought about it and I actually saw a tweet from Alan Chapman that he thinks, and I am with him that that particular position um, is going to need more stability than that, which uh, Munkin and Fedora gave us. Does that make sense? Like I'm okay with it from a coaching standpoint, but from an 80s standpoint, I think I've backtracked a little bit and I I do want the guy who's like, I got a 10 year plan and here's, you know, how we're going to get there. And then that energy and everything comes into it. So roundabout way that that's, that's how I feel about how the next director should look at the position. You mentioned Southern Miss ties, Mississippi ties. Basically, that's just an, an, a general understanding of the people in the in the region, as well as you know, just the way of life. You, you know, you come here, you you want to kind of have. There's very very nice people around here, very hospitable, not the highest income people. So you want somebody that's going to have an understanding of what motivates these people, what's going to motivate them to stay involved. And that being said, Rodney didn't have ties. No, you not know. at all. You know, yeah, but so, it's so. But I think he's learned it. So maybe I don't know. I'm trying to. I don't. I don't know. I, I know that you need to have. I know one thing that, that I think we can all agree that the next athletic director needs to have is the ability to raise money. As is, is, is he has to have a knack for getting the hundred and fifty dollar guy all the way up to the hundred thousand dollar guy or whatever. Right. This guy has to be able to walk into a room and to raise money. 
and um, we need money really bad. Um, so I think the next guy has to have a knack for that or the or the ability to hire out or, get, you know, get the right people in place to, to make it happen. So fundraising, I think, is very high on the list as well. Absolutely. That that is that's huge. That's not something that you can really compromise on. Some of some of the other things you can compromise on, but given our financial situation and the landscape of college athletics, uh, fundraising is is uh the ability to fundraise is really not an option. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned the ability to get all the donors from the high dollar all the way down to the, you know, $150 donors. I think a big part of this, a big part of uh, the next thing I had on there was ability to connect with the fan base. But mm-hmm. I think a big part of that is the ability to be inclusive, to make the donors feel like they're a part of something, to make, you know, just fans in general feel like they're contributing to something, like they're included in what we're trying to do. And too often, if somebody's not that high dollar donor, they may get walked by or they may come out to support, you know, just run, walk by and shake hands or not even acknowledge that anybody's there. And I think that there's something to be said about inclusion as it relates to our fan base. I think back to when Donnie Tindall was here, one of the things that I noticed about him and his staff, as well as the players, is they made it a point to get out and meet people and know people. Because if you know them, you're more likely to get them to come out to the games. You're more, you're getting, building those relationships up. And I think that that's been lacking in, in several areas within the athletic department for a while now. And on the flip side of that, when I've talked to athletic staff in the past, you know, they'll get complaints from people. They'll go look them up and they will have never given a dime to the university. So I understand that, but I'm hoping that this next athletic director, whoever it may be, will have that ability to connect with the fan base and have the ability to bring them in, make them feel included in what we're trying to do. Yeah. And I don't think the roadmap is that difficult to get to that point. I don't know why. So it's been, I, I, I really don't know why we struggled so bad, but I haven't been in the office, right? I hadn't walked in their shoes. Um, and to this day, I've told you before, to this day, I've never been approached to be a member of the Eagle Club. I'm in it, but it was because you asked me, right? Um, what took me so long to do it? I, I was honest. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Hopefully somebody that's listening to this is in the same boat and they decide to go ahead and jump on board. Jump on board at that 125 or whatever the lower level is. And uh, and just and just kind of inch your way up. It all helps. And I do feel like I'm part of something, you know, absolutely. And and two, you have to identify what the wants and needs are of the public to get them involved. Like you look at college sports across the board, not just at Southern Miss. We've struggled with attendance, but everywhere struggled with attendance. And you've got to find ways to get people engaged. If somebody needs to lobby the uh, state legislature and get them to allow beer to be sold in the stadiums. It's a no brainer, mm-hmm. you know, but how, but how do you get to that point? But you've got to be able to identify things to keep people intrigued, to keep people involved, to make them want to come out to the games, make it an event, not just to go hang outside and tailgate to come in and enjoy the atmosphere. You got to figure out ways to make that happen. Yeah. And, and winning helps that, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, Two games in particular this year. <laughs> if, uh, if they can just go a little bit differently, there's several more thousand people at the next game. But um, th- the good thing is, like, we have a base. We have a base that's pretty solid football-wise. Baseball has no problems whatsoever. Basketball is complete disaster. And, you know, I don't want to tell the ath- next athletic director what to do, but I think we know where we all stand on Doc Sadler. Um, <laughs> this place is just a dungeon when you go in, and it's too bad. The players are just the players deserve more. But anyway, um, I forgot what I was talking about. We were talking about the new athletic director, and then I, you just I kind of tuned you out when you were oh, talking. But I, I do the same. Well, I, you got me to think about Doc Sadler. I'm and sorry. I, go again. I didn't. I didn't say anything. Thinking about promotions, let's bring back that donut burger night or whatever we had for a while there. Oh man, <laughs> I'm surprised that like Michelle Obama let that happen yeah you're not gonna allow beer sales but you're gonna allow that cholesterol disaster to go down my throat (laughs) and i got like two of them because they're delicious (laughs) Uh, we mentioned in the past you know you want a young guy with some energy i think endless energy of any age energy 
an endless energy, endless reserves of energy, because you're going to need it, because you're going to have to be a workaholic. You can't be somebody that goes in there nine to five. So I think endless energy is something that's going to have, have to happen. We kind of touched on personality a little bit. I think, you know, somebody that's relatable. I don't even know that you have to be likable. That's probably a plus, but it, respected, I think, would be a big thing. Hey, as far as the young guy goes, and I've been thinking about this. I mean, you want no matter the age, you want to make the right hire. And we all agree that we really can't afford to whiff on this one. But as far as that age thing goes, it's, it's kind of hard for me, honestly, to, to sit here and think about somebody like in their 30s um, having a meeting with Jay Hobson and kind of, you know, discussing how the program is going. I mean, does that make sense? Just sure. someone that's a little it's I, I, I don't know how I would I would like that. Not saying that I want the old guy with with zero energy. Um, I don't know. And maybe age doesn't have anything to do with it. Maybe it's just that respectability, like you said. But, yeah, I, I, the, the thought just crossed my mind um, earlier today when if you, if you are talking about a super young guy with all the energy that can go the other way as well. You know, the, the coaches on staff can tune you out pretty quick. So I don't know. I, I agree on the energy level. Um, not positive about the young part. You know, I, I guess you say young. Young to an athletic director is is pretty much under the age of fifty a lot of times. You okay. know, um, well, you I should a, submit my application. I, I mean, if you're going to get, I mean, and there's there's probably not a lot of Theo Epstein's bebopping around. It's not like you're going to get a guy like that, but you never know. I mean, you look at somebody like Scotty Walden who. Mm. evidently has a bright, bright future. That's a really good point in coaching. So you mm-hmm. don't, you know, and some of these guys are getting started as soon as they get out of college, working their way up. And we'll talk about some of these people later on. But, um, I think when you, I think when you say younger, you're just talking about somebody that's energetic and, and, you know, passionate for the job and is, uh, hasn't been long, around long enough to kind of get lazy with it. Perfect. I like it. I, I, I love that description. All right, up next, I think this is something that we've struggled with for a while, and and we've had some ups and downs at certain times, but I, I thought, especially the past two years under John Gilbert's tenure, I thought marketing has been horrific, and I think that, that we need somebody that, if they don't have marketing experience, they at least understand and will make the correct hire, so because that, that's going to be paramount moving forward. Goes back to getting people excited about it, right? Absolutely. Uh, You've said it a million times, uh, specifically with football, but making it something that you don't want to miss. You're you're afraid that you want to go ahead and get your tickets early because you don't want to miss what's going to go down. Instead of kind of feeling like, uh, you know, I guess I go, I have to go do this. Um, Right, an obligation. An obligation. Uh, That's kind of where I was with basketball this year, and I made that obligation, and whatever. I guess I still bought tickets, but. Um, yeah, there has to be an excitement level with that. And it can't just be from what happens on the court. Um, there's got to be more to it. And the athletic director, not only himself, but whoever he ends up hiring to coach these teams, I think he's got to have this conversation with them as well. Hey, look, this is this Southern Miss job is not just a go out there and coach job um, or not just me sitting behind the desk doing AD stuff job. It's a um, it's a different animal. It's it's almost a completely different job than like say the athletic director at Alabama, or Tennessee, or somewhere this Texas. It's got unlimited funds. It's 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 so much more. It's Jay Hobson lining the field at Alcorn. It's you know it's um it's it's a completely different thing. And you, honestly, like you said earlier, uh, workaholic is kind of a requirement for it. And when I said, you know, marketing's been, you know, the graphics have been great. You know, the stuff they put out there on social media. I don't know what the engagement has been on it in a while. There's, you know, a, a big, a cheap way to reach people now is social media. So getting creative with that, I, you know, back when we did the, what was it? The Harlem Shuffle, you know, and that went viral. Oh, thing, man, that was so great. You're not going to hit on every one of those, obviously, but just things to get people engaged. You know, we've we've bumped our social media up a lot just by posting a photo or video of things on this day. Like this past mm-hmm. week, we had the game where we defeated Houston back in 2011 to win the conference title. And we got all kind of shares, likes, comments, everything. It's just a way to get people engaged and and uh, 
I'm not saying that's what the new marketing staff needs to do, but to have, you know, expertise at least enough to understand what they need to do. Yeah. Well, you, you've got to be in the inside the minds of the fans and you have to have your finger on the pulse, which that, that's about as far as we take it, I guess. <laughs> but, um, I, I think we do. And, um, and people, and you just use it's, it's not hard to, to realize. Um, it's not hard to find out what people want, but you do have to get out there and ask them and you do have to, you know, take what they say and, and try to make it work. So the next thing I'll say is experience. And there's a lot that goes into athletics in general, whether it's at the college professional level, there's a lot of things you have to experience to fully understand. There's a, it's not like you can just, it's not like you can get some just Joe off the streets that wants to go in there and do it. Somebody needs to be prepared for this job. They need to have earned this job. You can't just throw anybody in there, uh, and make it work. And, and we've seen that in the past and I, hopefully we, we won't see that in the future. But in addition to being experienced, I think we also need somebody that's experienced at this level. And by at this level, I mean facing similar challenges to what we faced or greater challenges. Yeah. Non high resource five experience would be a plus for me. And if they've been, if they've been in high resource five institutions, that's fine. But at some point they need to have experienced something at a lower level at, you know, I say lower level, but, um, you know, financially challenged level. Financially challenged level, exactly. I agree. Uh, and some of the candidates on the list have checked those boxes off. And um, boy, I wish we could sit in the meeting. <laughs> you know, I know right? I, I would love to just just sit back and listen for a while, and then just chime in with one question, because I think that one particular answer can um, kind of tell you if you got the right guy or not, but. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Someone who, who's faced the challenges that we're going to have. Um, everybody knows we have financial, a financial situation. Um, the good thing about Southern Miss is that we've got a lot of the other pieces to the puzzle. We just need, we just need more money to, to, to make it all uh, work a little bit more smoothly. But the, the, the tradition that we have, the fan base, the core hardcore fan base that we have, um, the run that baseball has been on. These are a lot of things that most schools don't have. Um, so we've, we've got, and we have the population sitting around us to make it all happen. So, um, man, so many things are there. So many tools are in your toolbox, just finding the right guy who can, you know, grab those tools out and go to work is, is, is the key. And I get, man, I'm telling you, I, I have, especially after reading that email, I have a lot of faith in what Rodney's going to do with this next hire. Something that else that kind of ties into experience, connections. You need somebody that's, that's experienced enough to have made the rounds, to have make, make these connections so that when it comes time to work out home and home deals or when you have to work out an apparel deal or the like, you need somebody that's connected in the industry. Ideally, you'd like somebody that's, that's has some connections locally or regionally, but you need people that are connected throughout the in- industry just to make things happen. Yeah. Another huge requirement that that one's, I don't know if that's number one on the list or not, but all these are, are, are I guess you have to check all the boxes or as many boxes as possible. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be fluid. You're going to have some that'll be better at some other, some than others, but ideally you want somebody who, I, at least we put forth effort in each one of these categories. Well, and, and to give John credit, you know, with the with the Adidas thing, is he didn't just make one phone call, right? Right. Oh, he didn't just call it up and say, you know, hey, Adidas, John here, let's go ahead and sign. It was a terrific you know, deal. More than what you know, who knows what all went into that? But it probably didn't even start this year. It started with that experience that he gathered, you know, at Tennessee and Alabama and everywhere else. So, um, yeah, that's a huge part of it. Um. So you're starting to see all these pieces that need to come together and trying to dial that down into the right individual is not going to be an easy thing to do. And I heard you on Bo today say that you expected an AD to be hired within the next two weeks. Um, That's I, cl- that clearly was wrong on that. <laughs> well, I heard that and I was like, well, does he know something? I don't know, because I'm thinking like um, it's about to be the you know Christmas holidays and everything. And, I, I, and, and, and plus, like we mentioned earlier with Jeff and, and Brian kind of man in the uh the ship here i think you're avoiding you know, I, I think i think you could you you're given the time to uh to go ahead and just take your time and, and make the right hire 
You know, I think I, the reason I said that is I think that most administrators kind of have kind of like a depth chart that they already have in their head for every mm. position that they think about. So I know that a lot of people that I've worked with in athletics in the past would have that, okay, well, if this coach goes, then I have at least five candidates I know that I want to be in touch with. And given that we've done this twice recently and they've interviewed, already interviewed a lot of the candidates that we're going to talk about, I would imagine that they kind of at least have an idea of who they may want to talk to. And given that there's several positions outside of AD that need to be filled, I would just kind of thought, okay, well, they're going to bring in the AD and let them bring in their people. So that's kind of why I said that answer. I didn't expect uh, Rodney Bennett to go on tour. <laughs> so <laughs> that's right. why I kind of thought we would have a, a, a swift turnaround on this. Clearly I was wrong and hey, you know, they've got the pieces in place so they can't take their time. So I think that's awesome. I think that's terrific. Well, let's talk about some of the potential candidates. This is a list that we put together just off of people we've talked to. I, I tried to get names that were listed in multiple outlets. So there's, you know, we're not taking anybody's info on who they may or may not know, but these are conversations that we've had with different people. Kind of got five candidates here. The, and as it's proven in the past on pretty much every search for anything, it, it usually comes out outside of this group. So we'll mm-hmm. see whether or not this that holds up this time. But let's start off with a guy that's in the house, a guy that we like, a guy that I, I really respect. And I think if he were to get the job, I would have no problem with that. Uh, Kent Hagenauer. He's the senior associate athletic director for internal operations. He's been at USM since 2008, so he knows the lay of the land. He's had stops at South Carolina, TCU, Michigan State, Tulane. He's been around at all different types of levels. He understands Southern Miss. I think he's a guy that would be very personable. I think he's a guy that is a very likable guy. And Mm -hmm. I think some of the fans, some of our listeners know this, but I, I was interviewed for a job at USM before we started the podcast. And... Kent stood out as a guy that really impressed me. I, I sat down in a room with all the athletic staff and I'm getting questions thrown at me. And I was just like, there's something to this guy. I really like this guy and I'm glad he's here. And I, and everybody else I've talked to that knows him, that's been one of the first names they've tossed out there. Very likable and seems like one of us, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Uh, he I, really I didn't does. know that he had been all those places you just named off until now, but um yeah, I mean, well, we talked about checking off the boxes, and and she he sure uh, he sure checks off a lot of them, you know, right off the bat, and and being that he's already here, uh, you know, I, I would have no problems at all if if Kent ended up getting the job. Um, I think he'd do a fantastic job. As, you know, I think a lot of these candidates would do. Um, who's going to do the best job? I guess is the question. And um, as far as Kent goes, yeah, I mean, it, it would um, just. He, I, he strikes me. He's always just been so approachable. Yeah, um, absolutely. Just very approachable, very visible. See him at basketball. See him at baseball. Um, I hope he doesn't see me at football. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> no, nah, um, yeah, I, I would have no problem whatsoever with. And he, he's he's um he he he's always got a smile on his face, and he's always you, you see him just uh whether he's walking around campus and during tailgate or uh or at the baseball games, he's always shaking hands and, and, um, yeah, yeah, I, I would have no problem whatsoever. I'm glad that he's throwing his name in the hat. I'll leave it at that. I, you know, and I think that if he, we haven't been told anybody who's actually thrown their names in the hat, but you would imagine that if he didn't throw his name in the hat, he would be the interim athletic director. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know? sure, sure. So, and, um, so, I'll, but I also expect that if, if Kent gets the job terrific, if he does it, I think he'll work just as hard where he's at and keep keep doing what he can to move Southern Miss forward. So that's a guy that I think definitely a strong candidate and definitely will be in the mix. The next candidate is a, uh, an athletic director. He's already had the top of the uh, top of the food chain experience at the University of Central Arkansas, Dr. Brad Teague. He is the former director of athletics at Delta State. He's a native of Jackson, Mississippi. He's a guy that if I'm not going to go read everybody's bio because, you know, there's some fluff on any sports bio that you have out there. But this guy's got a reputation that precedes him. Did a lot, a, a heck of a lot as far as fundraising and bringing And he it apparently made some great hires for Central Arkansas. So he should be a very I would anticipate he's a very strong candidate for the job this time around. I wonder on his end. 
um, like how his name got leaked out there. Uh, I know like we didn't really appreciate it when East Carolina, the guys came asking about Gilbert. Um, but you know, where there was smoke, there was fire with that thing. So I'm kind of wondering if the same thing's going on with Brad, but I think he was up for, he was up for this position last time, wasn't he? I think he was. I don't know if he interviewed or not, but so maybe that's the way, but either way, we talked about checking off the boxes and central Arkansas. That's, you know, I mean, Sutter Miss is going to be a step up from Central Arkansas, but as far as like the situation financially, I would assume that there are you know similarities there, um, and uh, and 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 the fact that he has deep roots in the state of Mississippi that that goes along with me as well. Um, so I, I would be interested to. Uh, I almost wish we could we could have like a debate. With all these guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just have them up there, and then I could vote on it. That would be great. Um, but no, he's another guy that that, that since this all kind of started to go down uh, a couple weeks back, that people have been throwing his name around, and I guess I'm like everybody else. I've read the bios, and um, he's another guy that that I hope would throw his name in the hat. And he's been at Central Arkansas, I believe, since 2007, 2008. So he's been there. He's tenured. He's been there a long time. Mm-hmm. He he he's done his time. He hasn't just up and hopped around. So um, it seems like a very very solid. And again, these are just names that we've just heard through chatter. We don't know who's applying for this job. Let's throw out another one though. This is a guy that we know, Jeremy McLean. He's the director of athletics at Troy University. He's been there the past three years. Prior to that, he was the deputy director of athletics at Southern Miss. And prior to that, he was the director of athletics at Delta State. He he took over at Delta State after Brad Teague uh, was the uh, athletic director there. Jeremy's a guy that's done some terrific things, obviously has a bright future in the profession. Mississippi native, don't know, just to be honest, and this I don't know if this is going to piss anybody off or not, but Troy probably in a better position financially than we are right now it's just what it is. So I don't know if he would make that move. I don't know if his ties to Mississippi are strong enough to bring him back for this. I really don't know. And just me speculating because he, but he understands the challenges. So if he does apply for the job, you know that he really wants it. Yeah. If anyone knows the lay of the land, it would be Jeremy. Um, just because he's, he's literally, he's done it, <laughs> you know, um, and I tell you, I think our marketing department would, would, would definitely be on the uptick, uh, since they took all of our marketing people with them when he went to Troy. If he, I would assume he would bring those people back with him. But, um, another guy, super likable. Um, he's, he's destined to do great things within this business. And, um, he's kind of a hometown guy, I guess you would call him since he's been here before. Uh, someone everybody's familiar with. And, and he, he he's another this this pool of candidates that we've that we've gathered up here if they are in fact candidates is um there's there's so far i haven't seen any of them that i would definitely just x off the list right away right um and he's another one of them and and i would be asking that he's kind of like Kent and everybody else if he gets the gig i think he'll do a fantastic job oh absolutely but again you know I, where the interest lies, we aren't 100% sure on that. Mm-hmm. All right, the next name. This guy's a Southern Miss grad, Derek Grice. He's the Associate Athletic Director for Facilities at Georgia Tech. Prior, He's been in the business, I think, since he was a GA here in 2002. Uh, since then, he's been hard at it. Stops at Texas State, stops at North Texas, I'm assuming, with Vic, Rick Villarreal. So this is a guy that has Southern Miss ties. He has experience. He's a young guy. I think he's a little younger than us, but... Uh, he's a guy that certainly paid his dues and understands what it would take uh, here at Southern Miss. Yeah, I, I remember Derek from college, and um, I had not kept up with Derek since then. But since I heard his name in the mix, I made a few phone calls, and uh, and I made the phone calls to people that that I respect a lot, and um, and the ones that have kept up with him. Uh, so they've talked to him specifically about this job and that he's been mentioning since 2003 when he first got into the uh, athletic director or the athletic department world that one day he would love to come back to Southern Miss, a place that he loves and be the head guy, be the AD. So I know he's kind of had it in his mind forever. Um, I still hadn't spoken to him directly, but like I said, the, 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 
the friends of mine that I called to talk about him, um, like him a lot. And that's about as far as I can take it because I hadn't talked to the guy in 20 years. But uh, you talk about a, a young guy that might come in with some passion and energy, and he's definitely checking off that box. And a guy that loves USM, that box is checked as well. Um, he's put in his time. He's at Georgia Tech now. He's worked at some, you know, low resource universities. I think he knows the lay of the land in Hattiesburg from Hattiesburg. Um, he knows the landscape of our financial situation. And, and those are all, those are all positive things to know before you get in and just, you're, you know, just kind of blown away by the situation. But, so yeah, he's, he's another, he's another good one. And he's, he's the most intriguing of the candidates, I think. Um, and again, someone that I would really like to personally ask some questions and I probably will do that. Uh, so I don't know. What do you think about just a young, a young guy like that? I mean, I say young, he's probably 40 years old, but 40, 41, somewhere in there. Yeah, it's tough to say. And the reason I say that is, in, in the case with a lot of fans, and this comes, this is the same with recruiting. A lot of times you're just looking at stats on a sheet, where they've been, what schools they've been at. You think about, well, how successful have these schools been? You don't really understand the grind that they go through. So it's really tough to gauge their personality, what they've actually been through and what they actually would bring to the table. I have no problem with a younger guy. I think you have a, a, a younger guy that comes in, commands respect, brings energy. I think that'd be, that could be a great thing, but I just don't know enough about him i kind of i kind of vaguely remember him when he was here but i don't if that makes sense because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was still involved around that time and didn't really know you know i met a lot of gas so we probably pissed him off at one time or another if he was dealing with facilities that's just, <laughs> just what we did but um yeah i've heard nothing but good things about him and uh definitely an intriguing candidate like you said now, the next candidate, the final one that we have here on our little list for tonight, me and him shared the same haircut for years. I'm talking about Scott Carr. He's the Deputy Athletic Director for Brand Activation at UCF, Central Florida. He was here at Southern Miss from 2001 to 2009, finishing up as the Deputy Director of Athletics. He's also in charge of external affairs at Southern Miss. He left here, went to Auburn, where he was the Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Affairs. You know, won a national championship while he was there. So I'm sure he's got the ring. But Scott was a guy that I really liked and respected. I went to him with an issue. And the way that he, I was pretty fired up about. And the way that he talked me down and the way that he explained, he, he the way he broke it down and explained it to me uh, was really impressive. And two with Scott, he's been around here. He's had a number of jobs. He grew up in the sports industry. You know, before he was at Southern Miss, he was uh, with the Orange Bowl. So he's a guy that's very well connected. He's a guy that understands Southern Miss. And he's a guy, too, I think, that would bring some ideas. You look at what UCF's doing right now, and it's almost embarrassing to say this, but they're kind of where we want to be. So he's a guy that kind of would understand what it's going to take to get there, and he's a guy that's going to understand the challenges that we're going to have to go through to get there. He's at the top of the list, right, for all the diehards around here. As soon as he, as soon as it became apparent that Gilbert was leaving – and everybody again, just jumps. Hey, Scott Carr, let's go get him. He's I mean, a guy that the how, ones that know him throw that name out there. Yeah. How how feasible is that when he's the two at UCF? I don't know. He would have to really want to come back, which which is another thing. Like we said, that it's going to be an attribute anyway. You're going to have to really, really, really want to be here. So if he really wants to, mm, boy, that, that sneaks his name on up there pretty good, I would think. I mean, for me, it would. Um, hey, real quick about Scott Carr. The, uh, a, a funny memory that I have is when, um, Mike Davis was coaching at UAB. What? <laughs> <laughs> you probably know where I'm going with this, but so after the game, after one of the, they used to let us, uh, walk across the court, um, after the games and the kids would go out there and shoot basketballs and, you know, just run around and whatever. So we parked on the opposite side of the arena from where our seat was. And, uh, so we had walked across the court. And this particular time, Mike Davis was, he had already come out of the locker room, was doing his post game with the UAB, um, the voice of UAB or whatever. Somebody that was walking behind him said something. Mike gets up, 
throws his headset and gets right up in the face of this guy. And, and Katie and I are not 15 feet away. And so we stop and I'm looking I'm like, that's the head coach. What's he doing? Next thing you know, Scott Carr comes running down. Now Scott's in between this fan <laughs> and Mike Davis trying to stop Mike Davis from hitting this guy in the face. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. So anyway, that's my quick Scott Carr story. But, um, you know, another thing about Scott, I remember one, one time he mentioned this, that, that you are always, uh, advertising. You're always promoting the brand wherever you go. Cause wherever, whenever you saw Scott, he always said, uh, a, a golden eagle or something in his lapel. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't know if he was just I don't know if I just asked him the question or if he was speaking. If it was a speaking engagement or whatever it was. Whenever he said that, I took it to heart and I do it every time I put on a coat now. Um, but. You talk about marketing and getting out and it, I mean, that's a very small portion of what Scott would bring to the table. But but he did make that point to tell me at least one time. And um, and I know that I went a long way uh, with how I went with with what I think about Scott. All right, so there you have it. Again, those are just names thrown out by hearsay and just assumptions. We have no idea who's applied outside of uh, Kent, more than likely because of the situations with the chain of command at this point. But we really have no idea who's going for the job. There's going to be more, uh, plenty of names, I'm sure. I think any of those five I would have no problem with. I really think you, you couldn't go wrong with any of them. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But um, so we laid it out. We laid out some some solid candidates. We laid out kind of what our expect expectations would be, kind of what, you know, the ideal candidate would possess. So hopefully we can get this taken care of sooner than later and move forward. And we, we kind of alluded to it at the top of the show. Southern Miss football finished the year six and five does not receive a bowl bid. Uh, there were. Four teams left out of ball season. Usually they're scrambling to find teams to throw in. We, the year that we're kind of on the fence is the year that they have way too many, but it looked like to me that ESPN stuck NIU, Northern Illinois in the Boca Raton bowl against UAB, against a conference USA team. And by doing that, it pushed the AAC biz, the American conference, it pushed their bids down to block out Conference USA secondary tie-ins. So I'm sure they can do whatever they want, given their ESPN and they make these things happen. But we had no, we had, we had no, once they did that, we had, there was, we were just, we were out. We we're out of luck. Yeah. Well, well, all we were guaranteed was being bowl eligible. I mean, we were eligible. Once we found out there were 82 teams, we knew there was a, a chance we weren't going to get it. Um, and it's not going to be the first time we've ever come out on the short end of the stick. <laughs> So, um, people, you know, and friends of mine, almost friends and state friends are like, where are you guys going bowling this year? Uh, you know, before it actually came down and I told them all, I said, we might not be They're like, no, you got six wins. I said, that, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, we still might not go. So, but you know, I, I, I would like to, to think that the players deserved, um, kind of putting the punctuation mark on the, on the, on the, on the comeback that the season was. But when it comes down to it, I mean, all we did was we just got eligible um, to truly deserve it. We we should have won a couple more games, and we and we could have. Um, I hate it more than anything for the practices that we're going to lose, and just for the kids to be able to go and enjoy something and get a little swag, and for me to get to be able to go and watch another game. But um, I don't know how you feel about it. But at the end of the day, if if we you know, a fumble doesn't happen here or a field goal isn't missed there. Uh, we're not having this conversation because we're, we're in a bowl somewhere. Absolutely. We were seven points away from three more wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, one more win would have been enough. So, And granted, we were like two points away from two more losses. But yeah, if everything's sure. – yeah. So, you know, hey, it's something to build on. And, and now, I mean, getting to that six-win mark, that's, that's, that's we, it's not good enough anymore. We might as well – start the beginning of the year like hey seven is our bowl eligible you know seven's it we got to get to seven at least and um and with the team we got coming by next year seven is probably going to be the floor it should be but i don't know we got a tough schedule too it's going to be a it's going to be a tough one but i team definitely should be better you could tell as soon as that bowl announcement was made or not made you could see a lot of the players on twitter like hey our, our season starts today right so you got to feel good about what you got coming back, the leadership, the and and 
probably the closest to a full roster that we've had in quite some time. So I think things things are, should be looking up. We'll see how these next few weeks play out. We've got signing day coming up in two weeks. Um, and then, you know, you could have some dominoes fall as far as coaches go. So mm, let's not this, talk about that. This next month is going to be crucial. So keep it locked in. We'll see what happens. We didn't mention this last week, but I wanted to mention it this week. You know, Southern Miss men's basketball will play in the 2019 battle for Atlantis. This is going to be a tournament that will include North Carolina, Oregon, Michigan, Gonzaga, Seton Hall, Alabama, and Iowa State. So a very, very prestigious tournament. Hopefully, At this point, you know, we put on a solid showing. Um, I'm not going to bash basketball this week, but um, I hope we win every game from here on out. Uh, if you listen to our rants last week, but regardless of the outcome, it's really terrific for the program to get in this tournament and to get involved with this kind of competition. We have the opportunity um, to get a little bit of notoriety out of this. Let's just hope that it's the uh, the better kind of notoriety that we get. All right, man. I think we've talked long enough. Let's shut it down. You guys follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington, Jason at bumper J Bailey. We're on Facebook as well. Then Instagram at to the top talk doing some great things over there. So come check it out. Like I said, my next comedy show going to be MC Saturday, December the 29th, Sean Patton, another one of the best in the biz. We just had a great one. We got another one. Sean Patton at the thirsty hippo here in Hattiesburg, co-host of Esquire's best bars in America. You may have seen him on Conan comedy central show's going to be at 8 PM. Get your tickets in advance, $12 at HattiesburgLiveMusic.com or $15 at the door. All right, look for the show, To the Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Go subscribe. Show your show your, show your your Southern Miss friends and family how to subscribe. Pick, pick up their iPhone. Go into the podcast app. Search for You can search for Southern Miss. We're one of the top ones that pops up there. Go in, click on it, subscribe so that episode uploads their phone every week. There's a lot of people that just do not understand how podcast works, and I think they would enjoy the show. All right. Oh, yeah, if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. If you don't enjoy the show, tell your friends. Now, as far as episodes go coming up, they may be a little sporadic. We were going to kind of take a break around the holidays anyway, but it may be a situation where, you know, whether it's signing day or whether it's news about the new athletic director, if anything, if enough pops up, we'll jump on and do an episode. But it may be sporadic, so be sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to this podcast. All right, Jason, do you have any final thoughts? Oh, man, uh, everybody get out to that show, the Sean Patton Show. It's my wife's favorite comedian that Jamie has ever brought to Hattiesburg. We go every single time he comes. It's fantastic. And I'd like to echo what Jamie said. Give the gift of podcasts for this holiday season. Go in there and show your friends how to download all of the episodes. It's absolutely free. And um, that's about it, man. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.